one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good morning. This is the Fire Commission regular meeting, November 8th, 2023, and the time is 9.01. This meeting is, be, is being held in person. Members of the public may attend the meeting to observe and provide public comment at the physical meeting location or by calling 1-415-655-0001 and using ID 2663-059-2. 2273. The webinar password is 1234. Members of the public may address the commission for up to three minutes per item. Please ensure you are in a quiet location. Speak clearly and turn off background sounds. Wait for the item you would like to address to be called. When prompted, press star three to be added to the queue. The system will notify you when you are in line. Callers will hear silence when waiting for your turn to speak. Operator will unmute you. Item one, roll call. President Stephen Nakajo. Present. Vice President Army Morgan is on his way. Commissioner Catherine Feinstein. Present. Commissioner Marcy Frazier. Present. Commissioner Paula Collins. Present. And Chief of Department Janine Nicholson. Present. President Nakajo will now read the land acknowledgement. Thank you very much, uh, Madam Secretary. The San Francisco Fire Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestry homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula as the indigenous stewards of this land and in accept accordance with their tradition. The Ramatush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all people who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestor, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush Ohlone community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first people. Madam Secretary. Item two, general public comment. Members of the public may address the commission for up to three minutes on any matter within the commission's jurisdiction that does not appear on the agenda. Speakers shall address their remarks to the commission as a whole and not to individual commissioners or department personnel. Commissioners are not to enter into debate or discussion with a speaker. The lack of a response by the commissioners or department personnel does not necessarily constitute agreement with or support of statements made during public comment. Madam Secretary, is there any member of the public that wishes to give public comment at this time? There is nobody approaching the podium and there is nobody on the public com comment line. Thank you very much. Public comment is closed. Item three, approval of the minutes. Discussion and possible action to approve the meeting minutes from the regular meeting on October 25th, 2023. Madam Secretary, we'll take public comment on this item first, please. There is nobody on the public comment line and nobody approaching the podium. Thank you very much, Madam Secretary. Public comment is closed. Uh, thank you very much, Commissioner Feinstein. Second. Thank you very much, Commissioner Collins. President Nakajo, how do you vote? I vote aye. Vice President Morgan, how do you vote? Vote aye. And Commissioner Frazier, how do you vote? Vote aye. The motion is unanimous. Madam Secretary, please note 904, Vice President Morgan has arrived. Madam Noted. Secretary. 
Item four, Chief of Department's report. Report from Chief of Department Janine Nicholson on current issues, activities, and events within the department since the Fire Commission meeting on October 25th, 2023, including budget, academies, special events, communications, and outreach to other government agencies and the public, and report from administration, Deputy Chief Shane Kailoa, on administrative divisions, fleet and facility status and updates, finance, support services, and homeland security. Thank you very much, Madam Secretary. Good morning, Chief Nicholson. We know that you have to attend the meeting with the mayor, so please present your report this morning. Uh, thank you very much. Good morning, uh, President DiCaggio, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner Frazier, and Commissioner Collins, Sister Maureen, and command staff. This is my report since our last commission meeting on October 25th, 2023. Really, everything is all APEC right now, Asia-Pacific economic um, uh, coordination. Um, we've been having multiple meetings coordinating um, all of the, uh, you know, things that could happen, that will happen, all the possibilities, good and bad, uh, working with, whether it's to the city, uh, to our staff, uh, to our citizens, for our response times with street closures and the like. So we've been meeting, uh, had multiple meetings with the Secret Service. Um, I know for San Francisco Police Department, all uh, days off are canceled. They're all working 14-hour days for the next two weeks. We're bringing 1,000 CHP officers into the city. There will be um, multiple um, challenges getting around the city uh, due to those closures, uh, including around Moscone Center. Uh, I believe they're closing from 2nd to 5th and Mission to Bryant. So um, just a lot of uh, stuff going on. The president, I believe, will be here midweek. Um, and I think the biggest days will be uh, 15th and 16th, uh, our heaviest uh, days. But I think we can expect protests throughout the city um, all week. And that is, I think, going to be our biggest uh, challenge and certainly the uh, law enforcement's biggest challenge. So all of our folks are working hard. Um, uh, Chief Tong, Chief Argaceros Brown, um, uh, my other two deputies, Chief Lutrip, Chief Kailoa, everyone has been uh, just working hard on this, getting the staffing right so we can staff all of our EOCs, uh, emergency operations centers, uh, et cetera. So we have the best coverage and the best communications with everyone that we need to communicate with during that week. So it's all APEC all the time right now. Uh, in fact, I think uh, much of the meeting with the mayor uh, today, uh, we're holding it at Moscone Center, so it will be uh, mostly about APEC and um, uh, what's, uh, what's next. So um, succession planning. And uh, so my um, three deputies and Mark Corso uh, and myself, um, we just had our second sort of retreat, if you will, four or five hour meeting, um, sort of off campus. And uh, this time we talked about succession planning. The first time we really talked about priorities and, um, and uh, sort of did a SWOT analysis, um, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And uh, this last week we talked about succession planning. And uh, what we do in these meetings is we come up with um, sort of our challenges, what we need to see happen, 
what the um, sort of uh, obstacles are to them, and then we come out with a list of action items. So we're holding a meeting once a month, and this month it was on um, succession planning. So really good stuff, and I appreciate all of them for their hard work and their input. As we know, our budget instructors instructions are coming, I believe, uh, next um, next month. But uh, been having some real conversations with um, uh, others um, in city government, and the budget conversations I think are going to be uh, really challenging and well what we need to do will be really challenging and i think anything that is not uh, core to a department's mission um, may go away um, now i've said and i'll say it again to them that everything we do is core to our mission <laughs> so uh, i do think we are um, uh, special in more ways than one <laughs> that's one of them so um but uh you know i don't i don't see anything that um, we can or um, uh, certainly uh, should be forced to cut uh, because of all the work our folks are doing is so critical to this city. And, um, and I appreciate, um, I hope they appreciate that as much as I do. So we will continue those conversations, um, but uh, next month we should get those uh, more direction, I would say from the mayor's budget office. In really good news, new hires. We have hired a plumber and an electrician in the last couple of months. Plumber is Mario uh, Primababe, and the electrician is Brian Yang. And this means that um, we get to direct so much of the work that needs to be done in our fire stations more efficiently. It's more cost effective. Um, uh, the repairs will be more timely. So it's just a huge, huge thing for us. And I welcome them on board and appreciate uh, uh, all their work. Um, Want to give a shout out to Hashim Anderson. Um, he is in our uh, EI office, in our diversity, equity, inclusion office. And I know he was honored at City Hall uh, recently for the all partner appreciation event for dedication to the youth of San Francisco. But let me just tell you some of the things in addition to his regular job duties that he did in the last couple of weeks. He uh, was out uh, tabling at Castro Street Fair, at uh, CCSF Health Fair, at KIPP College Prep Career Fair, at the FCTC Career Expo, at Galileo High School EMT class, and it goes on and on and on. So a big shout out to Hashim and, and many thanks uh, to him. In terms of uh, some of the things I've been doing besides all APEC all the time, I've had uh, more interviews of late. New York Magazine interview was the latest one uh, on um, AVs, autonomous vehicles. And we certainly saw some of, um, uh, some of what's come out in the media of late about autonomous vehicles that Cruise has um, halted all uh, autonomous vehicles. Uh, uh, vehicles. They have their vehicles driving around with drivers in them, uh, but they've done that uh, across all the markets that they work in, and they just halted production of their autonomous passenger vans as well, GM did. So um, I think we'll see some changes coming from uh, from Cruise, and I know that Chief uh, Fletcher is working uh, with them and with Waymo um, to uh, improve um, their operations and um, how it impacts our operations. 
Also attended Filipino American History Month, American Indian, Her Indian Heritage Month, uh, both wonderful cultural um, events at City Hall. City EMT had an MCI, a multi-casualty incident drill. And um, at Pier 80 uh, last Saturday, I went to that. It was really, really great to see um, uh, the current City EMT uh, folks and uh, those that have graduated from City EMT and others out there volunteering. We did the Veterans Day Parade uh, this past Sunday, ended at Aquatic Park. And also uh, Sunday evening, United Fire Service women had a retired women's party where 30 retirees were honored. Um, and just uh, a little um, uh, a statistic here, in the last five years, we've had 61 women retire, 61 women. So um, just a lot of uh, experience going out the door. And we will be graduating our 132nd Academy of 53 recruits on Friday, November 17th at the Scottish Rite Center. And that should be far away from all of the APEC uh, goings on. So um, should be good out there. And then last, uh, certainly not least, our uh, fabulous uh, Dr. Jennifer Brokaw will be retiring in March of 2024. Um, and Chief Kailoa can speak a little bit to the process because I know uh, this is under the commission. And so um, we will be having further conversations with you to get on this and um, uh, get someone uh, in place with you to carry on just the great work that she's done. She came in and jumped right into the frying pan with us. It was the middle of the beginning of COVID. And, uh, you know, she just... Um, she just did uh, so many, did so much great stuff for us, and um, you know, changed that office and made it to an office of, you know, real care for our firefighters, EMTs, and medics. So I am really, really grateful uh, for that. And with that, I am uh, happy to take any questions. Thank you very much, Chief Nicholson. At this point, we'll take public comment off your chief's report, Madam Secretary. There is nobody approaching the podium, and there is nobody on the public comment line. Public comment is closed on the Chief's report. Any comments or questions from the commissioners to the Chief at this time, please? Okay, Vice President Morgan. Uh, my mic on. Hi, Chief. Yeah, I won't hold you too long. I, I just want to uh, wish you the best of luck during the uh, APEC convention and thank you for all your uh, hard work and scheduling and hope it goes well with that. And I just want to apologize to you ahead of time. Uh, I, I won't be able to make the graduation uh, for the 132nd firefighters recruit because I had a previous uh, engagement in Sacramento <laughs> that weekend with the uh, Democratic convention. So I promised I'd be there, but uh, I'll try to watch it online. I just want to apologize ahead of time. And thanks for your report, Chief. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. May I thank you, Vice President, and uh, no worries. You are just such a huge supporter of us always. So uh, no worries. We will miss you, but uh, go take care of it in Sacramento. All right. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Vice President Morgan. Uh, Chief, I just have a couple of comments. One, I wanted to acknowledge, I'm sure, with the commissioners in terms of the great work and appreciation to Dr. Brokow uh, in terms of the announcement that she's going to be retiring. 
Uh, we also made some note that there's some engagement or event of our appreciation. Please let the commissioners know that. I also want to congratulate you on this good news, exciting news of hiring our own electrician. I mean, I can't tell you. And in terms of our own plumber. I mean, Chief Mullins, you must be jumping up and down. Uh, the department <laughs> is and the commissioners are. I mean, finally we get to do some things here and in a timely and a budgetary manner. The other thing is, is that when uh, CD2 presents in December, uh, through Chief Tong, through Chief uh, Pang, I know there was an audit uh, performed by the homeless outreach team, uh, not referring to our team per se, but I'd like to have some comment in terms of our department's perspective on how that goes and how that relates to ourselves. So with that, uh, Chief, good luck in your meeting and uh, thank all the members of our city and county for the upcoming APAC conference. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, Mr. President, and we'd be happy to report out on that uh, report. It was an audit uh, of uh, sort of all of the street teams, and uh, it was mostly um, positive for us. Uh, we are doing great work out there, but um, they will be happy to uh, present uh, sort of um, uh, Chief Pang and others will be happy to present uh, next month. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chief. Madam Secretary, I believe we have CD3 presenting at this time. Yes, we do. Administrative Deputy Chief Shane Kailoa, please. Good morning to you, Chief. Good morning to you, President Nicasio, Vice President Morgan, Commissioners Feinstein, Frazier, Collins, Maureen, Chief Nicholson, Command Staff. I am Shane Kailoa, Deputy Chief of Administration. And this is my report for October 2023. <laughs> I feel like we just saw each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we'll begin with Homeland Security under the direction of Assistant Deputy Chief Erica Artiseros Brown. As the Chief pointed out, and we have been pointing out, the enormous challenge of APEC of planning and coordination that uh, Chief Artiseros Brown has been tackling, along with Section Chief Josh Smith and their team. Um, uh, among the high-level visits from dignitaries and in the month of October, uh, Fleet Week. During the month of October, Fleet Week was incredibly busy for the Homeland Security team, managing, coordinating, and supporting many of our Fleet Week training exercises, like the interop interoperability communications between the civilian and military disaster responders. That was discussed last month, an enormous um, a win for that communication between civilian and military where Chief Cannon was heavily involved. This is the first time that this has been done. It is not there yet. There's much work to be done in the future, but to be able to connect with the military and the civilian during this exercise was an enormous win. Also during that uh, exercise week, there was shipboard firefighting, also the U.S. military uh, coming to Treasure Island to train on urban search and rescue with the support of NCRT, our in-service training staff. So thank you to Chief Mao and uh, the in-service training staff for supporting that, as well as our Veterans Association. At this training, uh, the military goes through certain drills like breaching and breaking, search and rescue, uh, some confined space, and heavy tool use. Also that week, the military rode along with our EMS personnel and operations. 
as a way to learn about EMS and the create and how to enter uh, the EMS through the SFFD. Many of our folks were able to attend the, S the senior leader seminar and many of our members attended and played in sports activities throughout the week. Beyond just the exercises, there is a ton of Fleet Week support and coordination with the mayor's press conference, the air show and expo, the air show command and oversight by our BCs, Brannon and Crispin, also the maritime response and planning, and the extrication procedures for multiple aircraft, which required divers, swimmers, boat operators, and also the EMS event box. Also, beyond the exercises and beyond uh, the support needed, Chief Arceris and our team also supported the high-level dignitaries, which requires an enormous amount of upstaffing with our EMS folks and our suppression folks to provide support with contingency planning and response. Also, our firefighter custodian and RC Wong assisted in the overall planning and EAP, which is the event action plan. Every time we have an event in the city, an event action plan is developed. It includes the objectives of the event, the overall communication plan, the strategies, maps, and important information to ensure that the event is complete successfully and safely. Also, Chief Eric Arceros Brown found the time to attend the NERT citywide drill on August or on October 21st. This is another great event where we're able to see our neighborhood response teams go through their training and search and heavy lifting and uh, communications to support us when we have our event in a natural disaster where we need that extra support. Moving on to the Department of Equity and Inclusion under the Assistant Deputy Chief Sean Buford, among his much work in creating pathways and partnerships to ensure our youth has a clear pathway to our emergency medical services and our fire department. He also attended the 2023 First Responder Career Pathways with Chief Nicholson and myself at City Hall. This was an incredible event where we were able to connect with many of our youth throughout the city to discuss what the San Francisco Fire Department does. But what's most inspiring was to be able to see a panel at the stage who successfully uh, works now in EMS and suppression and be able to hear their stories and their, their path to where they are today. It was inspiring to hear um, their stories and their mentorship towards some of our 9910 and our youth in the crowd uh, during this event. Uh, one of our very own uh, Lieutenant um, Hunter was on that panel and gave her a story as well. Chief Nicholson stole my thunder. These are all the things that Lieutenant uh, Hashim Anderson has done over the month, and so I won't go over them again, but everything that Chief uh, Nicholson stated is absolutely true and correct. Uh, and I'll highlight the Galileo High School EMT class, which Lieutenant Hashim Anderson is a part of, but I will highlight this. 
Lieutenant Hashim Anderson accepted a certificate of honor from Mayor Breed for the San Francisco Fire Department work as Opportunities for All partner employees. Opportunities for All provides access to career exploration and workforce development for San Francisco's youth and young adults through paid internships, mentorships, and pathways of employment. It is so well deserving, so well deserving for Lieutenant Hashim Anderson. You, I can't stand here today and tell you how much work he puts in to ensure that the youth of this city has pathways to this fire department and among his other duties of recruitment and outreach, uh, coordination with the fire candidate testing center, coordination with our DHR to provide or develop our H2 announcements to ensure that everything is correct, to coordinate with the EMSA to ensure that our licenses as the uh, recruits are coming in are well taken care of. Um, I, I can't say enough about um, Hashim and what he does for this fire department. So we'll move to the health and safety with under battalion chief Matt Alba. Uh, during the month, I think the last uh, report that I gave Chief Alba was working with um, a working group regarding respiratory protection for wildland urban interface firefighting. And that does continue throughout the month. In fact, there is a meeting and a presentation happening today. Chief Alba also continues his work in coordination with the Cancer Foundation and is looking into um, a company called Roundhouse One to specifically do error monitoring to identify some of the chemicals that are in the air in the firehouses that are coming from our apparatus and our apparatus bays, how to identify what that is and how to better protect our folks. Still early in that conversation, but just some of the things that uh, Chief Alba is working through in the month of October. He also attended a webinar using extreme ownership leadership principles to build a culture of wellness in the agency. Extreme Ownership is a book written by, uh, my goodness, <laughs> Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. It is a story as they were young leaders during the uh, Ramadi War. From there, they built a company where they uh, build leadership in organizations and 501k companies and all over. And what the concept is, is owning everything in your realm. And so he's attended this and, and how that adapts to building a healthy culture within the agency. In the BHU unit, this is a terrible slide, I apologize, and it's difficult to see, not much has changed, but our contacts for the month of October were 50 contacts. Uh, I believe it's 200 plus hours, it is 215 plus hours still, that stress factor being um, uh, work-related. Uh, but beyond that, Captain Heather Buren also presented uh, to the command staff with her uh, navigators at headquarters to discuss the process of diffusing and debriefing, or um, excuse me, debriefings. Uh, which is very helpful, and to discuss a lot of what the behavioral health unit has learned since 
a few of our uh, high-level incidents over the last few months and how adjustments are being made. Also performing outreach to our members to build out the depth in that program and still working with uh, the fellow to coordinate and develop the culturally competent clinicians. Just another factor that I just spoke of in that data. And we'll move on to the Office of Employee Health under Dr. Uh, Brocraw and Nurse Practitioner Stephanie Phelps. As the chief stated, uh, uh, Dr. Brocraw is retiring. Right as we speak, we are looking over the job announcement. Uh, Nurse Practitioner Phelps and Dr. Brocraw are adjusting that uh, based on what they've learned since Dr. Brokaw has come on board and how maybe some of those duties have changed and needs to be realigned. Once that is complete, I will send a copy of that uh, to you and we can talk offline about the, um, the further processes. Uh, in the month of October, the OEH performed return to work duty of 68 members, continues our scan or screening of our new hires, approximately 27 of our 73 provided 41 promotional um, screenings and also delivered flu shots to the department uh, thanks to firefighter paramedic uh, James Green. And approximately to this date, 300 of those flu shots were delivered. Under our Investigative Services Bureau with Captain Todd Weddle, Captain Weddle continues to perform our uh, random drug testing and our conditional and promotional offering um, testings. Also background investigations, we have approximately 71 candidates to 73 candidates that uh, ISB will be going through. In fact, they have begun. And Captain Weddle continues his training by completing the course an effective personal investigation. Under support services, Assistant Deputy Chief Mike Mullen, there were 134 requests for service 164 service orders were completed. 18 service calls were placed to resolve minor plumbing issues. And this were resolved by our SFFD plumber. Neighborhood Fire Station's general maintenance program, conducting service and load bank testing of fire service or fire station emergency generators. I believe I spoke about this in my last report and also being worked on as the fire station 17 boiler replacement and station 29 apparatus doors. As the chief mentioned earlier, we did hire our, our electrician, uh, Brian Yang. Uh, be, beyond these little data points, the work that uh, Chief Mullen is doing is coordinating with uh, Director Corso in developing out our fleet purchase plan for the coming year that has been submitted while uh, creating or looking into creating efficiencies in everything that we do. So they're looking at it, a, uh, a tracking program to track our equipment and our medical equipment um, to create efficiencies there among many other projects. 
Under ESER, or our Earthquake Safety and Emergency Response, Assistant Deputy Chief Gareth Miller, the design team visited 1236 Carroll Street, which is where our new fire train facility will be built. This was very insightful for this team to understand the elevations there on site and how they could utilize that elevation, reduce the amount of, or if any, uh, material from that site and to use its natural topography to create a site that's going to work for San Francisco Fire Department. They also had a design kickoff team with RDC Public Works, BOA or Bureau of Architecture, and BLA, the uh, Bureau of Land, Scape, and Architecture. Uh, in this meeting, uh, Chief uh, Luttrup and myself were present along with Captain Ng. Uh, there was discussion about previous programming and uh, the program moving forward and adjacencies and other topics. But it was great to be able to kick this project off into its next phase so we can move towards completion. Some of the highlights this month or the month of October, we attended with many of the command staff to the 90th Coit Tower anniversary along with House Speaker Emerita Nancy Pelosi, Mayor London Breed, President Aaron Peskin, and many of our staff. <laughs> uh, so Teresa put this in, obviously. But um, uh, during the month of October, uh, Chief Tong and myself were honored by the president of the um, Asian Firefighters Association and the Firefighters Association um, for our work throughout the years. And not something we're used to, not something that um, uh, is natural to be able to stand in front of folks and talk uh, about yourself. But it, it was a great honor. It was great seeing many of the folks there and uh, having President Peskin there and Mayor Leonard Breed showing up. Um, it was a great honor. So. That ends my report, and now I'm happy to take any of your questions. Thank you very much, Chief. At this point, we'll take public comment off of uh, CD3's report, Chief Kalua. There is nobody approaching the podium and nobody on the public comment call-in line. Thank you very much, Madam Secretary. Public comment is closed. Questions from the commissioners, comments at this time? I have a question, thank you. Commissioner. Thank you, Chief Kailoa, and you did deserve the honor, so get over it. <laughs> um, as usual, there's a lot of stuff going on. I just had two kind of off questions about your area. One is, I think you have fire investigations under your area, is that right? No. Oh, no. That's okay, under uh, Chief Fletcher. Scratch that. Uh, the MD is my other question. How, if there's anything that the commission, it was alluded to maybe by the chief that there's something we may be asked to participate in. I'm very happy to help with that. She's a, been a wonderful, I know, medical director for a while, and that's going to be tough to, to fill. So I'll just volunteer myself instead of everybody else if there's anything I can do to assist with that. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, sure. And the book, Extreme Ownership, that's, I had not heard of that. I'm going to check into that. Although I think it was written by the Navy or Navy SEALs. Is that yes. correct? Yes, they the were concept? Navy SEALs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It is a good book. I know I'm not going to plug it. There are many other good books. But, uh, 
but it is a very good book. They also have a uh, audio book that is read by them themselves. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. That's great. Well, thank you so much. I, I don't have a lot of questions, but I really appreciate the report. It was really informative and very comprehensive. So thank you, Chief. Thank you. Thank you very much, Commissioner Frazier. Vice President Morgan. Yeah, I, I just want to apologize again, <laughs> Chief Kyle, uh, for missing your dinner. You know, I still work during the day and people were out. And so I was stuck in the office all day. And by the time I got out, it was too late. But I, you know, I never like to turn down a free meal. I mean, <laughs> so, but uh, no, I, I, I apologize for, you know, uh, missing the dinner that where you were honored and uh, Chief Tong and Chief Peng, I think we're, we're all honored there in Chinatown. Yeah, and so I just want to apologize for that. I would have loved to have been there. But That's all right. Yeah, I got we'll throw another one. I got hammered that day. Two people missed the office, and I just wanted to... <laughs> didn't show up in the office. But other than that, uh, thanks for your report. Um, just some of these, I was just looking at some of the support services uh, and some of these expenses. I mean, wouldn't it just be cheaper just to knock down the buildings and build new ones? I mean, some of these, some of these plumbing bills are scary. Jesus Christ. But yes. um, that's San Francisco, that's how it goes. And the older, older buildings, you guys have a big challenge there to stay within budget. Uh, I was looking at some of these. Boiler, $220,000 for fire station 17. Boy, that's a scary quote. And some of the, I know it's challenging, but you got to stay warm. You do. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on some of these expenses, uh, but uh, I appreciate your report. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Vice President Morgan. Uh, at this point, I have a couple of. Uh, Question comments, uh, Chief. I'm going to defer in the sense of refer, let me correct that, to the Homeland Security Report and kind of extend it over to APEC and kind of ask my basic question of what the news says, meaning 21 heads of state. Is that correct? Uh, President, can you come a little closer to the microphone? I'm sorry, it's, okay. it's hard for me to hear you. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, take advantage of the Homeland Security Report and ask about APAC and specific questions. And um, I asked in terms of uh, the information I'm getting is the number of, of state officials or country officials that are coming. There's a number that's thrown out there like 21 and such. Is that an accurate number? That's correct. And you say 21? I believe it's a little bit over that, but yes. Okay. And that, giving us again the sense of how important this is internationally, nationally, security, otherwise, as the chief reported, uh, how many um, staff or individuals attached to that conference? There's a number that's been thrown out there that during those seven days, there'll be a number of new participants or participants within the city. I heard something like about, throw a number out at me because I, I don't want to be- Are you saying in total? Right. I, I wouldn't have that. I've, but, heard, uh, I've heard like 30,000. Is that, I just want to get a ballpark yep. of what we're talking about. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yes, I, I've heard the same number. It, it's right. and then it's even, not set in stone, but I've heard anywhere between 20 yeah. and 30,000. And again, you know me, I'm a logistical kind of a guy. So it says when there's gridlock, detours, and whatever, don't avoid downtown. I mean, that's one thing. The other thing is, okay, show me how to get downtown if I got to go downtown. Or in our case, if we got to go to headquarters. Uh, because during that time, we do have 
a set meeting at headquarters. So my curiosity is how do I get there? So yeah. those kind of questions are running in my mind, but also um, if those many members are coming in, I'm assuming a, a, a staff, the individual staff is coming in. I'm assuming this is Wednesday. Conference starts on Saturday. I'm assuming folks are coming in now. After a while, I don't want to assume. I kind of want to know because otherwise I'm going to get ready for the impact. Is, is, do you have any information at all, Chief, in terms of? So there, a lot of what you ask is sensitive information. That is coming out slowly. Uh, I believe today the communication plan is coming out, and so we'll have that uh, hopefully by today. Uh, okay. That's about what I could share in terms of that. Okay, I appreciate it, Chief, because again, when I get my information, newspaper, whatever, TV, at some point I said, I'm going to go to the fire commission and get the real nitty-gritty, you know what I mean? And so I know at 3 o'clock there's going to be a briefing by the Secret Service, Chief Lanthrop, and but uh, logistically, I just want to know how to act while I'm in here because I don't know if I just stay home for the next seven days, Chief. Mm -hmm. Quite frank, the way it's coming down. Right. All right. Enough of that. Are you about to say something? Chief? Oh. Yeah, that's, sorry, President Kajo, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Fraser, Feinstein, Collins, Marine, Command Staff. Uh, the, the press conference with the Secret Service this afternoon will reveal a lot of things about uh, traffic interruptions and be communicating those kind of messages to the public, yeah. Okay, because in my mind, we're out at the airport, you know what I mean? And so I'm just thinking about, okay, this is Wednesday, how, how is it? As we stand guard, we, the commission is getting ready as well. And as a public citizen of San Francisco, I just yep. need more information. It would greatly help us. Right, understood. Um, my second comment is uh, off of the DEI report, uh, Chief Buford and yourself. I just want to make a note, and I know the commissioners are aware of it too, um, the recognition of Lieutenant Hashin Anderson. Um, I see his picture in events all the time, and I know he's doing a job as well. I appreciate the fact that you and Chief Buford, in terms of the department, um, highlight members of our department that are really above and beyond and doing great, good work. So I just wanted to note that. Uh, number three, in terms of uh, the bond report, Chief Miller, um, page 47, you showed a slide. Uh, it was the San Francisco Fire Department uh, DLT construction meeting that you referred to. There's two pictures up there. One of the design uh, team, uh, again, page 47. You see it, Chief? Not yet. One yeah, second. it's a picture of a meeting room and a picture of the whole team standing there. Okay, I see it now. Yeah, for the public, again, we, we can't show it, but basically for a commissioner, oh boy, I'm telling you, this is historical. For me to be able to commission to see a picture of the team after all these years, to finally see the team. And more than that, you know, the identifiable, the picture, that's what I, I appreciate because when I see these folks, I can see it from the department, but I don't know who Department of Architecture, Public Works Bureau, Landscape Architect, Civil Engineer are, but the below picture of everybody standing there, oh, that's impressive. I yeah. just got to be real about it. Um, it's projected for first time I told again, um, Chief Mullins, that there was a completion date for this DOT at the last report. Uh, this is the first time, not the first time, but now I see it as an address, 1236 Carroll Avenue. 
Never saw that. Just like the new 49, I still call it the new 49. I call the old 49 the old 49. But when you start putting an address to it and you show me a team, that tells me, okay, we're starting to get serious about this. And yep. I, I just want to tell you that from a commissioner's point of view, it's very, very encouraging. Um, we'll, we'll be paying a lot of attention. And again, um, Chief Miller did a great job on this. So I just wanted to put that out there. Looking at my notes, I think I got it. One more thing, Chief. Uh, Commissioner Frazier, the commission, as I understand it, we have responsibility of oversight on the physician. And in fact, we participate in the interview and part of the, in the interview process as a commission. Um, Commissioner Feinstein at that time was president and conducted as such. Um, the chief's office is going through a job review description and at some point, uh, the commission will be engaged because it's our responsibility. And I'm sure the chief will come up with some kind of format of yeah. how best to integrate the commission as we start to participate within that. So I just wanted to comment on that as well. When is the end date of Chief Ro uh, Dr. Brokaw? One more time. When's the end date, the retirement date for Chief uh, for uh, Dr. Brokaw? Uh, I believe it was March 24. Okay. So we have some time. Is the game plan to hire somebody as she exits, or is what's we the do? Game plan? We have some time. We do have a draft announcement uh, that I will get to you, um, and then we'll go through the process. Okay, it'd be nice to get her input while she's here. Exactly. Okay. Thank you very much, Chief. Thank you very, very much for your conference report. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Item five, resolution 2023-07, discussion and possible action. Resolution recommending that the Board of Supervisors authorize the San Francisco Fire Department to accept a fiscal year 2023 grant award valued at 125,000 from the CareStar Foundation to purchase supplies and support the staff of the SFFD to produce an emergency medical service data equity conference project. Thank you very much, Madam Secretary. Good morning, Director Corso. Good morning, Mr. President. Uh, Commissioners Chief Maureen, uh, Mark Corso, Finance and Planning, to speak on the next item, uh, which is acceptance of a grant award in the amount of $125,000 uh, from the CareStar Foundation for a data conference on EMS data and data sharing. Uh, on behalf of the fire department, uh, the community paramedicine division applied for and was awarded this grant uh, allocation to put on an EMS data symposium. Uh, the purpose of this uh, conference is to get a variety of EMS partners uh, from all over uh, together to discuss the kind of complex uh, area of EMS data and the related challenges uh, that come with it. Uh, the goal is to identify strategies and solutions to some of these challenges uh, in order to better capture data, but also uh, to make better use of that data to help serve the communities. And uh, Assistant Deputy Chief uh, Simon Pang's here to speak on behalf of their specific questions about the uh, conference in general. Uh, but the department will be partnering with San Jose State University uh, on this uh, data symposium. And I'm happy to answer uh, any questions. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Director Corso. Before I take public comment on this, since Chief Pang was mentioned as part of this presentation, I think it would be appropriate if Chief Pang came to the podium and spoke to this so that the commission and the public can be more aware as to what the intention of this funding grant is. Good morning, Chief Pang. 
Good morning, President DiCaggio, Vice President Morgan, Commissioners Feinstein, Fraser, Collins, Chief Fletcher, Secretary Conifer, Command Staff, I am Simon Pang, Assistant Deputy Chief of Community Paramedicine. This data symposium, which will be on January 19th of next year, is an offshoot of the million dollar grant that we got from the National Science Foundation um, in collaboration with San Jose State to work on moral injury and improving um, health equity. And the idea is we started to see it in community paramedicine and realized that this is a problem that extends to all of EMS. But at the most basic level, how do we define someone who is homeless? We all do it different ways. Is it someone who's marginally housed? Is it someone who's couch surfing? Is it someone that's been homeless for one week, for two weeks, for a month? Other issues are how do we, how do we um, get demographics of the patients that we're serving, the clients that we're serving? What if the person doesn't reveal to us what they think their, their race or ethnicity is? Do we make a guess? Do some people make a guess? based on skin color? Is that, is, is that the right thing to do? And the other things would be in just how we actually gr analyze our data once we have it. For example, what does it mean to be, um, let me look at my notes here. What does it mean to have a community paramedic encounter? Right, everybody might, all the new community paramedic organizations may be judging that differently. What does it mean to have a walk away? And there's no way that we could actually talk about improving health equity unless we're all speaking the same language. So that's what we're doing. We already have over 30 providers um, throughout California that are signed up to attend the conference. And it'll be on the campus of San Jose State, our, our partners in this. And we hope to have a year-long community of practice so that we can all discuss and, and, and have all our data aligned. Okay, Chief, thank you very much. Uh, can you remain pleased? I'm gonna ask for public comment and then the commissioners will ask questions to Director Corso and yourself. Madam Secretary, can we do public comment on this item? There is nobody approaching the podium and nobody on the public comment line. All right, public comment is closed. Uh, commissioners, any questions for Director Corso and Chief Pang while we have him up here? C Commissioner? Yes, I always have a comment, sorry. Thank you so much. <clears throat> this is really exciting, I think, for me. This is in my nerd lane all the way, and I really appreciate whoever the Care Star Foundation are. I'm not familiar with them, but it's a terrific, uh, program that they have, it looks like, from briefly looking at their website, but also this idea of bringing people together and make some definitions so that our data makes sense, not just to us, but to across the board with other providers, your colleagues around the state. So congratulations. It's, I think it's wonderful, and I, I'm sure we're all going to fully support it. Thank you. Thank you. And, and uh, my mind blanked earlier, but I remembered what I wanted to say. Some of the data that we're uh, tracking is police involvement with us. Did we ask for police to come or did they ask us? If we asked them to come, why? Was it to help restrain a patient? Was it for scene management? Did the police use force? These are some of the uh, analyses that, that we want to do in a uniform way um, so we all know how, how we're doing and how we can improve. 
Okay. Commissioner Collins, please. Great effort. Um, how will the data be shared? That's a very good question. Um, currently, um, EMS data has to be um, CAMSIS and, and NEMSIS compliant. This, these are California state and national databases that all have data elements that have to be, um, that are all uniform. But community paramedicine is a very new thing and we're finding that there are no applicable, applicable NEMSIS data points for what we are currently um, tracking. And so we wanna make sure going forward that, that we are able to suggest to NEMSIS what, what needs to be tracked and how. We've had several conversations with, with the state and, and uh, national leadership and, uh, for Kemsis and NEMSIS. And it turns out that they don't have any ideas that they, they themselves don't know how they want us to share their, our data. So that's one of the things that we'll be working on. So that sounds like a big opportunity. Yeah, I think it is, yes. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Vice President Morgan. Yeah, uh, uh, Chief Peng. Uh, how many like uh, other counties or other cities in the Bay Area are gonna be involved in this convention or event? The round ballpark figure. Yeah. Well, I know that we already have over 30 different agencies okay. that have, that have um, submitted applications to attend. Um, mm -hmm. We still have a couple months to go, so hopefully we'll have you know well over 50. Okay, all right. Well, I just want to commend you guys on this grant and congratulate you. Um, this um, this organization is very impressive. Uh, we're really uh, blessed to get this grant. Uh, CareStar, I guess they sold the uh, the company and started a, a nonprofit organization. That's right. My my understanding, which I think is going to be imperfect, I think there was um, a company called Reach. Mm -hmm. Or was it Calstar? Calstar. Thanks, thanks, Chief. Mm -hmm. Calstar, um, company that helicopter transport for for medical patients. Um, I, I believe they were sold, and part of the part of the process that they had to start this foundation to support EMS uh -huh. and community paramedicine. As it turns out, Calstar is a very big advocate for community paramedicine, and have been. Um, supporting us for several years. Right, right. Yeah, that's a, that's a real, real good deal. I'm really impressed with them. And uh, are they still in business? Uh, is or under that name? I'm not certain. Oh, okay. Well, thank God for the nonprofit organization that they set up. Uh, I guess they made a lot of money <laughs> on that, and we can benefit from the grant. And and I just want to commend you guys for uh, for applying for the grant and all the great, you know. Uh, correspondence that you had to go through to uh, get the grant approved and it looks very impressive and it's just all good news I would love to urge the Board of Supervisors to accept this grant thank you thank you very much uh, Vice President Morgan um, I just have one singular question uh, to yourself and uh, Director Corso uh, the grant value is at 125,000 is that a sufficient amount to pull off this? I, I believe it is. I certainly hope it is. It's a one-day event followed by probably many 
Teams and Zoom meetings afterwards. So I, I think that should be enough. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you're covered. Uh, more than that, again, one of my questions about outreach teams in the most recent audit, not referring to our team, is very often the public doesn't know the difference between the public health outreach team and our outreach team. You know, to me, I'm just making my comment that our outreach team and crisis team, I know the expertise that goes behind that and the management and the administration. So this conference that you're talking about, gathering all of this information, lends to me um, some real strong evidence of how strong we are, San Francisco Fire Department in the paramedicine in terms of how we're trying to approach this. So I'm looking for that clear definition so that, again, the public can understand the definition. They're not talking about us in terms of mismanagement or weak management. It's a differentiation, a big differentiation. So thank you very much for that. Commissioners, this is an action item, Mr. Corso. Was there a motion, Commissioner Frazier, on this? Sure, I'll move that we, ex that we support the grant acceptance from oh. CareStar All right, thank for this you. conference. Yeah, I second. I second that we urge the Board of Supervisors to support this grant, yeah. Okay, thank you very much, Vice President Morgan. Also, Commissioner Feinstein, thank you for that. And President Nakajo, how do you vote? I vote aye. And Commissioner Feinstein, how do you vote? Aye. And Commissioner Collins, how do you vote? Aye. The motion is unanimous. Thank you very thank much, Mr. Corso. Thank you. Madam Secretary. Item six, public comment on item seven. Public comment on all matters pertaining to item seven B, including public comment on whether to hold item seven B in closed session. Madam Secretary, is there any public comment on this item? There is nobody approaching the podium and nobody on the public comment line. The comment is closed. Item seven, possible closed session regarding unlitigated claim. Vote on whether to conduct item 7B in closed session. The commission may hear item 7B in closed session pursuant to government code section 54957B and administrative code section 67.10B. All right, commissioners, we're going to need a motion on this. I'd like to. I think you and Nancy are no. uh, Well, with my ear, Commissioner Feinstein, I heard you first, so. Is that a motion, Commissioner? Get a yes. sharp voice. And okay, and I, Vice President Morgan, is that a second? I agree. Thank That's you very time. much, Madam Secretary. President Nakajo, how do you vote? I vote aye. Commissioner Frazier, how do you vote? Aye. Commissioner Collins, how do you vote? Aye. All right, thank you. This motion. We will now passed. go into closed session at 9:59. Command staff, public, thank you very much. We're going to go.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
Santos Goat TV. San Francisco Government Television. Okay, we are back in open session, and the matter was continued so that the city attorney's office could correct some verbiage that was in their um, uh, hearing statement. And we will now vote to elect whether to disclose any or all discussions held in closed session as specified in San Francisco Administrative Code Section 67.12a. I'd like to make a motion to not to disclose. And I'll second that, that motion. Thank you, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein. President Nicasio, how do you vote? I vote aye. Commissioner Frazier, how do you vote? And Commissioner Collins, how do you vote? The motion is unanimous. Item six, adjournment. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Commissioners, this meeting is adjourned.